Welcome to the Never Too Early Fantasy Football Podcast, where it is never too early for fantasy football. My name is Jeff. And I'm Alex. Alex, we are entering week six, and luckily this week we have less teams on by. So we only have two teams on by this week. And as always to our listeners, thank you for downloading, listening, liking, and commenting on our podcast videos. Please subscribe to us on the socials. We are on Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, X, and threads with the handle at N2E Fantasy. Alex, what do we have on today's show? Today's show is our week six primer. So as you'd mentioned, the bi-week teams, there's only two, and that's the Packers and the Steelers. But we can dive into all of the other matchups for this week and talk about who we want to start, who we want to avoid, and any other news that might come up. But let's go ahead and get kick-started with the Thursday night matchup, the Broncos at Chiefs. And Jeff, what do you think about this matchup? So just as I had mentioned, the two teams on by, Packers, Steelers, make sure you get them out of your lineups first and foremost. Broncos at Chiefs, this is a potential lock matchup. And basically, in this matchup, the Chiefs are going to win this matchup. So I'm going to start to get started with just being flat and blunt with that right now and we want to go ahead and start Mahomes Kelsey if healthy Pacheco whichever Broncos running back starts it does look like it's going to be Javante Williams at this point you could potentially start either Judy or Sutton in this matchup and Russ is a fantasy starter at this point still do you agree and who do you have for this matchup oh boy all right so I think that Russ and Mahomes are probably starts this week. I think Pacheco is a start this week. I think that Kelsey is a start this week. On the Broncos side, I think if Williams plays, whether or not he plays, I think him and McLaughlin are both flex plays. As well as P. Ryan as a receiving back. I think he is a potential flex play as well. I don't know how comfortable I feel about Sutton or Judy or Mims. Starting, I think those are wide receiver three at max. It's uh, probably wide receiver four or flex. But we may have news. We may not. If something happens with Jared Judy tonight, uh, we may not. Uh, we'll try to include it. But if not, we may not have it by the time the video releases. So that's something for you guys to monitor. I don't really feel comfortable starting any of the receiving options for either team other than Kelsey. Everyone else is a lottery play, uh, a desperation play or bye week filler. It is in Kansas City. I think I'll lean Kansas City, but this could be a trap game. Kansas City hasn't played very well. Denver is trying to get a win in some form or fashion. If I was a betting man, I'd bet against the points. I bet the under, so I bet the Denver will beat the point spread, but that Kansas City will ultimately win. Jeff, do, who do you have in this one? Kansas City. Like, uh, no doubt about it. It's a potential lock. Okay. We can move on to the next matchup, and that is a London game, and it's. Teams, I don't know if they've had a home London game before, but it's Baltimore at Tennessee Titans. Jeff, who do you have in this one, and who are you starting or sitting? So I'm going to tell you who I have to start off this matchup, and I am going to go the Ravens. But this is going to be a much closer matchup than folks would think. I'm going to start Lamar, Flowers, OBJ as long as he's healthy, Henry, Hopkins. If desperate, you can give... You can give Spears or Burks a, a shot or uh, Justice Hill a shot in this matchup as well. Burks if healthy, of course, because we don't know um, if he's going to be fully healthy. But give me the Ravens in this matchup. 9.30 start time, so you're going to want to make sure that you check 
inactive if you start somebody like Burks or OBJ and uh, or just set your lineups the night before. Okay. I, I mean, I pretty much agree with a lot of that. I am taking Baltimore in this one. Um, I agree it will probably be a closer game than people think. I feel like you have to start Lamar Jackson. I'm not starting Tannehill, even in two quarterback leagues. I feel like you still have to trot Henry out there. There's there's really no one on the Ravens' side as far as rushing that I would play outside of, of course, Lamar Jackson at the quarterback spot. Starting Flowers, starting Andrews, starting Hopkins. Those are the ones I feel most good about. Outside of that, Beckham is a potential flex wide receiver three slash four. So I can see that. But yeah, I am taking Baltimore in this one. All right. So we're in agreement. So the first two matchups, and we, this is might be where the agreement stops. We have the Panthers at the Dolphins. And I'm going to let you tell me who I need to start in this matchup and uh, who you have for this matchup. I think we both have Miami in <laughs> this one. They're night and day difference. And I think that Miami is overwhelmingly the better team. It's the NFL. Anything can happen, of course. But I think Miami shows out. I'm starting Tua. I am starting Mostert. I will consider starting Jeff Wilson, potentially. If he's active and they, they bring him on, he would be a potential flex. Let's see. I will start Hill. I will start Waddle. I will start Thieland. Sanders might be a flex play. That is about it for me. I'm not starting Bryce Young. As you said, Thielen, I think, has to sit in lineups going forward, especially until they trade for a potential wide receiver. But he just seems like a guy that needs to be started. And all the Dolphins, both receivers, even potentially both running backs, no tight ends, of course. Um, and Tua. Tua is a must-start at this point as well. But give me the okay. Dolphins. It's another potential <laughs> lock. I think I feel more confident about this matchup than Denver Chiefs, which is kind of surprising at this point. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to the Indianapolis Colts at the Jacksonville Jaguars playing for the division lead at this point. Who do you have in this one, Jeff? So Minshew Mania begins to this weekend, and for the foreseeable future, he is going to be the starter of Indianapolis. But I want to start all of my Jags. I want to start Lawrence. I want to start Etienne. I want to start Ridley. Kirk, potentially Zay Jones if you're desperate. On the Colts side, I'm starting Taylor, Moss. I don't know how you I don't know how you bench Moss after his performances lately, and I don't also don't know how you keep Taylor on the bench at this point. So I guess this is gonna be I don't think it's possible for both of them to be fantasy relevant, but one of them will be, so you're gonna have to flip a coin on that one. I'm leaning more Taylor because he just signed for the money, and it does seem like they're gonna lean his way eventually, if not this week. Uh, Pittman and Downs. Uh, Downs is a big contributor when Minshew plays. He's a guy that I would put waiver wire claims in for if he's available on the waiver wire, grab him. And then if desperate, I do think Minshew is a startable quarterback, especially this week going against his former team. So this is a Minshew revenge game. So give me the Jaguars in this matchup. I just think they have too much talent. The only caveat is they are traveling back from London after a week away, and we don't know how that will affect them in this matchup. Okay, I will start Lawrence in two quarterback leagues. I may start Minshew. I am starting ETN every single week. I would play Moss and or Taylor as a RB3 slash flex until one of them is a clear leader. I'm playing Kirk, Ridley, Ingram, Pittman, and Downs this week, especially if you have someone out on bye week. Downs would be the lowest priority of the wide receivers. And Ingram is a tight end one for you guys out there. So that's what I'm rolling with. I think this is going to be another game that's potentially closer than people think. Uh, on paper, Jacksonville should win, but Indianapolis shouldn't be counted out, like you said. 
uh, Jacksonville is traveling, and they have proven beatable before. So this isn't a gimme week. This isn't a lock week, in my opinion. But I will still give the edge to Jacksonville this week. I don't think this is a lock, and this could easily go either way. And if if Minshew somehow gets on a roll here, it's gonna. It could be hard to go back to Richardson by the time he's healthy, whether it's four, six, eight, ten weeks down the road. So just also something that Minshew has to strive for. And also he is, I, I believe he only signed a one year deal. So it's kind of a big deal. He could be playing for his next contract as well. So I'm glad you said that because I'm looking at the Colts schedule for the rest of the year and it's not that many easy matchups. So Jacksonville has an okay defense. Cleveland's the next week, which Cleveland has one of the top defenses. New Orleans has a good defense. Carolina, Maybe maybe a little bit more healthy by that point, and they've had a good defense. New England has good defensive schemes, so that wouldn't be very easy either. They go and buy, and then they have Tampa, Tennessee, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh. I think it's much tougher than we initially anticipated at the beginning of the season. So I, I think that if Minshew does well against those teams, that's good for him. But I don't think it's an easy schedule for him to play. Yeah. I, uh, this could be his job going forward. Okay, let's move on to the next matchup. This is the battle of the one in four teams in the same division. So it's the Minnesota Vikings without Jefferson against the Chicago Bears at Chicago. Uh, I expect this to be a messy game. Uh, both defenses are very mediocre. Um, both offenses are very flawed. If it's a windy day, it might not be a very good passing day, which in which case, I think it would actually favor the Bears because they don't really rely on actual downfield passes. They rely on short passes. So I could see the Bears winning this one. And I know that's a little odd, but I think I would have to take the Bears at this point. I like the Vikings and I want to see them successful, but they're kind of in shambles right now. Um, I would start both quarterbacks. Fields and Cousins. If he's cleared from concussion protocol, I would start Roshan Johnson. Um, otherwise, you might be rolling out Foreman this week, potentially, um, as RB2, RB3, or Flex. Madison is an RB2 slash Flex for me. Addison has a chance to do well against a not great Bears secondary, so I would start Addison. I would start Hawkinson if he's fully healthy. DJ Moore is pretty much a must-start as a high-end wide receiver, too. Cole Komet is also an option at tight end. That's really all I feel good about for this one. But like I said, I am going to zig and I'm going to take the Bears this week. Whoa, that's a little bit of a shocker. But I do expect the Vikings to be okay without Jefferson. I think if anything, that'll help Cousins spread the ball around more, uh, which may be what is needed to get this uh, offense completely righted, but it's not really an offensive issue in Minnesota. It's more defensive woes. So in that case, you can start Fields, you can start Roshan if he is healthy and cleared from concussion protocol. Uh, you can start DJ Moore. I think DJ Moore is a must start going forward. Uh, Cole Komet is becoming a must start. I don't think he's quite there yet, but he might be in the next few weeks. Um, Cousins is a top fantasy option. So year to date, and I expect him to continue to be. Addison kind of becomes a must start now because I do think he becomes the first read or at least the second read with Hawkinson at this point. If desperate, you can start Osborne or Madison. It does look like eventually they are going to give Akers a little bit more run. And 
it will be interesting to see what Akers does when he gets a more full workload because we do only have that small sample size of Akers and uh, Minnesota right now. But in this matchup, you can go ahead and give me the Bears as well at home. I just think the momentum is on the Bears' side, uh, and the Vikings are a little bit down right now. But I don't think this is going to be—I don't think this is one of my more sure matchups of the week. This is a toss-up matchup for sure going into this week. Okay. Another matchup that might be a little bit of a toss-up is the New Orleans Saints at— the Houston Texans, man, both of these teams. Are you wishful thinking? No, it's it's close. The Texans' passing offense is fairly good. Uh, the Saints have kind of struggled a little bit on offense until Kamara came back. So, and Carr isn't a hundred percent. The Texans' defense is flawed, although they they have been pretty decent the last couple weeks. Um. Uh, I would probably start Stroud, even against a good New Orleans Saints defense. Carr, maybe in two quarterback leagues. Um, I'm starting Kamara every week. If you don't have a better option, I would actually consider benching Pierce. If you have a better option, if you don't, I would go ahead and and start him just because he's the the starting back. Um, I would start Alave and Thomas as uh, wide receiver two, wide receiver three. Guys out there, maybe even Shahid as a wide receiver, three wide receiver, four flex. Uh, I would play Nico Collins. I would consider uh, Dell as a wide receiver, three or flex. Um, definitely check his health, make sure he's available. I would start potentially Dalton Schultz as a tight end if you don't have a better option. But I will go the Saints in this one. Um, but it should be a relatively close matchup. Yeah, absolutely should be a closer matchup than you would think. Um, and that we mentioned on the last podcast that Kamara is now a must start. You want to start both receiving options for the Saints. Um, Nico Collins needs to bounce back from last week, and I think he will. Um, and Schultz looks like he's uh, poised to break out more. Um, I'm the person, if you're desperate, you want to start Carr, Stroud. Um, Pierce is kind of, if you're desperate right now, he's on in the category of, I need to see it to believe it at this point. And then um, Taysom Hill at tight end is always like kind of like a cheat code uh, player. Could have, always have a breakout, could always have a touchdown, and it could win you your matchup. But in this matchup, give me the Texans at home to bounce back from their loss last week, and the Saints will come back down to earth a little bit in this matchup after shutting out the Patriots. Hey. All right, let's move on to the Seattle Seahawks at the Cincinnati Bengals. And Jeff, who are you taking in this one and who are you starting and sitting? Um, I'm going to go with the Bengals in this one. Um, This is going to be a tough matchup for Seattle uh, to travel to the East Coast again. Um, And I know they're coming off the bye, but Burrow does seem like he's hitting his stride right now. So you want to start Burrow, Chase Higgins, if healthy, of course. Um, Mix in. Metcalf, Lockett, uh, and Kenneth Walker uh, for sure. And then if desperate, you can slide Geno Smith into lineups, which is really weird because we have both of his wide receivers in the lineup. I still don't have complete faith in Geno Smith. And you know that I've been very, very, very consistent with that. And he really hasn't performed that well overall this year yet. What are your thoughts on this matchup? And who do you have? Do you agree with the Bengals? Oh, man. Okay. So... I will say that so far this year, and I think last year as well, 
and I can just double check. But I think that the Seahawks have actually been fairly good on, well, mostly this year, have been fairly good on the road this year. I think that the Bengals still haven't quite rebounded fully. I know people are quick to rush back and say they're back, but I don't think that that is fully the case. I think that the Seahawks rookie corner has played well now that he's healthier. I think that they're going to scheme to try to do everything they can to slow down Chase, which means that Burrow's going to have to spread the ball out to other wide receivers, try to rely on um, the run game a little bit. And in that regard, Seattle has one of the best run defenses this year. And since he has the second worst run defense this year. So I, I think that Seattle's going to lean on Kenneth Walker and Charbonnet. I think that they also have good wide receivers in Metcalf and Lockett, as well as Jackson Smith and Jigba. I think that this could be a game where they upset Cincinnati. So I'm actually going to take Seattle over Cincinnati this week. And you know how much I love Cincinnati and you know how much I love Seattle. But I just think that where the Bengals are at right now, I don't if they were firing on 100, on all cylinders at 100%, I think that they would win. I don't think that they are, though. It seems like it's just Chase. So if Seattle manages to slow down Chase, I can see them uh, getting the lead and running the ball and keeping the ball away from Joe Burrow. So I'm going to take Seattle. I am starting Geno Smith. I'm starting Joe Burrow. Um, Gino? Although to me, Joe Burrow right now is a low-end QB1 until I'm sure he's back. I'm starting Kenneth Walker. I am still starting Mixon because he does get some limited receiving work. Uh, starting Metcalf, starting Lockett, starting Chase. That's really all I feel comfortable with um, there. But like I said, I think Seattle has a chance to win this one. Did you know Geno Smith, I know he's only played in four games, but he is QB 26 on the season right now. He is definitely not a must start for me. They've had a fairly good run game that they've relied on. So, okay. Yep. He just hasn't been impressive at all this year. He is regressing back to Geno of old. Regressing? Mm, I don't think so. I think he still played 14. well despite the fact points that teams... a game. He's, he's Desmond Ritter level right now, 14.2 points per game. Well, you're looking solely at fantasy points. We're I think he's been a, a fairly good points. NFL quarterback that they haven't needed to rely on. He's got less points per game than Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, well, Jimmy Garoppolo is always trying to sling it because we're always behind. He is 5-1 to one in his touchdown-to-interception ratio. He has a 97.8 quarterback rating. He's got like rating. two touchdowns out of the year. <laughs> He's got five touchdowns, but he has the same amount of touchdowns as Joe Burrow. I don't like him at all. He's got a higher yards-per-game ratio for full games. He has uh, a higher quarterback rating. I, I think right now... Gino has a very good chance to win. And so did I'm you, going to Seattle. Did you know in their Super Bowl year the Bengals started out three and two? Last year they started out two and three. This year they started out two and three before they all took off. And there is a pattern with the Bengals taking off after a slow start. After, this is three years in a row. So I do believe the Bengals are fully back and they are going to spank the Seahawks, who are traveling to the East Coast for the third time this year. Okay. We'll see how this shakes out this week. All right, we can move on to the 5-0 San Francisco 49ers to the 2-2 two two Cleveland Browns coming off their bye week. Jeff, how do you feel about this matchup? I don't really know what's going on with Deshaun Watson. I'm not really comfortable with the situation right now. Um, 
I would start him if I, if he's healthy, but I just don't know if he's healthy because I've already named PJ Walker the backup and would start if, if Watson can't play. And I don't get why they would announce that if there was um, any hope of Watson playing. So <laughs> it just seems really weird to me that they did that. But uh, Cooper is a must start for the Browns. Um, if desperate, you can start Elijah Moore. I think he's a desperation play right now until he gains chemistry with one of these quarterbacks. Um, Ford and Hunt are dart throws at this point. Ninjoku is also a dart throw at tight end. It all depends on scoring touchdowns in the tight end position right now. Um, and then with the 49ers, you want to start them all. With that being said, I don't think the Browns can outscore the 49ers, who I believe will get 30 points plus again to keep up their streak. So give me the 49ers in this one. Hey, well, for me, these are two of the top defenses in the league, especially in the real NFL, not necessarily fantasy realm. Uh, I think the 49ers have a lot more weapons. So uh, I'm starting McCaffrey. I'm starting Debo. I'm starting Ayuk. I'm starting Kittle. I would also start Cooper. Man, potentially start Watson if he plays. If Watson plays, I think this is a closer matchup than people think it is. I I think that right now the Cleveland Browns, their defense is due for positive regression on sacks and interceptions. And I think that Purdy is due for a loss because he's right now 8-0. So I, I think I'm actually going to pick Cleveland to win this one. I know I'm going for another surprise pick. Another surprise pick. So you're going with Cleveland against them easily the most complete game or team in the game right now. Yeah. Cleveland's defense, in my opinion, is the best defense in the league. They're playing at home. If Watson is playing, I think that they have a very good chance at an upset. Dang. I think the team that they're playing against has the best defense in the league. Well, let me break it down. So per game, they are second in points against. They are first in yards against. They are mm-hmm. first in passing yards against, fourth in rushing yards against. So the only things that they're lacking on defense is sacks and interceptions, which they're due for positive regression. So I, I think I think that this is a very underrated matchup. And I, I don't think Brock Purdy is perfect. So I could see an upset happening. So I'm going to go for the upset. <clears throat> right. I just, I see it the other way with the run game that the 49ers have versus the run game that the Browns have. I feel like that's the major, major difference in this game. So the Niners defense isn't as good with their passing defense. So yes, they have a high number of interceptions, but yards allowed, they're 12th on on passing. So there's a chance there as well as Deshaun Watson can still get yardage on the ground. So that kind of gives him a little bit of an X factor. Um, Yeah, I know it's a bold take, but I'm going to roll with it. All right. So we have two major disagreements in a row will it after starting off really early being on the same side all right so i'm gonna let you get this one kicked off it is the commanders well the washington team because i can't get used to saying commanders because i do believe that's changing in the offseason at the falcons i mean i feel like these are the same teams in some regards uh, they both have a robinson a b robinson as their main rusher the uh, brothers robinson <laughs> Their quarterbacks seem oddly similar at this point. Um, They both have top wide receivers that aren't being fully utilized. I mean, they're so similar in so many regards. So this to me is truly a 50-50. If I'm going down comparisons here, I think the Falcons have the better defense, which probably is a big factor in this game. So I'm going Falcons. I'm starting both the Robinsons. I'm not starting either quarterback unless I have to in a two-quarterback league. 
Um, I'm starting. If I don't have a better tight end, I'm starting Johnny Smith. I may roll the dice with Pitts if I have to. I'm starting Curtis Samuel, which blows my mind. Um, maybe McLaurin as a wide receiver three or flex. I don't feel good about anyone else in, in, on either of these teams, so I think that's what I'm sticking with, and I'm going Atlanta. That's your story, and you are sticking to it. Um, right. So I'm going to go the Falcons in this one also, mostly because of Ritter's home win streak, and I just don't think it ends here with against Washington. Uh, I'm agreeing with you. You start both starting running backs in this game. You don't look back. I'll disagree with you on Howell. I think he is like Josh Allen Jr. He just loves to sling the football. They do need to protect him a little bit more or he will not make it through the season. And I'm not saying he's as talented as Josh Allen, but he plays the game like Josh Allen does, like a mini version of what Josh Allen would be. Um, McLaurin is still a must start. Like, I don't know how you bench him. Thomas is a must start at tight end at this point. Um, you had mentioned Johnu Smith over Pitts, and it's interesting because Pitts outperformed Johnu last week. Um I still think Pitts is the leader in the clubhouse here, but I do think that you can take a dart throw on either one of them. London is probably a must start. People are going to be itching to see what Van Jefferson does in this offense. I don't know if he'll play this week or not, if he'll learn enough of the playbook at this point, but that'll be something that I look forward to in the near future. Um, but I don't expect Jefferson to regain any fantasy value this year in his contract year, which is sad for him because he won't be able to cash in on a depleted wide receiver market next year. Uh, you had mentioned Curtis Samuel being so good. Grab him on the waivers, start him. Uh, Dotson, I, I'm still waiting for that breakout. He, I think he's the most talented wide receiver on that team, and they're just missing the targets right now. Like The targets are going to him, and they're not converting them to catches is actually what I had meant on that situation. Um, and then Algier, it seems like they're trying to get him more involved into the rushing offense, so hopefully that could be something too. But give me the Falcons in this one. Ritter will continue his streak of winning at home. All right, so we're both in agreement with Atlanta. Whew, I okay, didn't think we'd let's... agree again. <laughs> we'll see about this next one too. Uh, we have the Patriots at the Raiders. These are two of the worst teams. So not an exciting matchup to follow, and it's one of the afternoon games. So red zone won't be very fun to watch for, for this slew of games. But um, I feel like we have to start Josh Jacobs, uh, Adams, Jacoby Myers. Um, I mean, as far as must starts, those are really the only ones. I'm not starting any of the quarterbacks in this matchup. I don't even know who the Patriots are going to put out there at quarterback. Um, the Raiders rushing defense hasn't been spectacular, so maybe Stevenson or Elliott have a bounce back, so I could see them being a flex play or RB3 at this point. Um, if Henry is healthy, I am starting Hunter Henry at tight end. He's still one of the top tight ends so far. That is about it. Um, I will take the Raiders in this one just because New England's offense seems so abysmal, and we don't even know what quarterback is playing for them. Yeah, I'm in complete agreement with this matchup. I believe that the Raiders will win it, and I have no idea who's going to start. Mum's kind of been the word, so we kind of got to assume status quo, I guess, for Mac Jones going back out there. But uh, yeah, I agree with your starts. Jacoby Myers is right now my favorite football player in the league because he did save me from elimination in that amazing guillotine <laughs> league. So he is my favorite player currently. Um, that may change week to week. Um, but uh 
yeah, I don't know how you start a Patriots running back right now until they show you, but uh, yeah, in my flex position, I would rather throw a dart throw receiver versus Stevenson out there right now. Okay, let's move on to the Arizona Cardinals at the Los Angeles Rams. It's probably going to be a well-fought game, but I'm giving the edge to the Rams. Uh, I don't think that the Cardinals have enough juice to pull it off. Uh, I'm potentially starting Stafford, mostly in two quarterback leagues, but there might be some leagues I, I'm desperate, especially if I had Richardson, I might have to put Stafford in uh, because I don't know how many good options I have in the free agency pool. So uh, that's what I would consider for quarterback. I'm starting Williams at, uh, as running back. I am starting Puka Nakua. I'm starting Cooper Cup. Those are, are givens. Uh, wide receiver threes, flex plays. I'm playing Marquise Brown. I am playing potentially. Rondell Moore uh, as a flex. Um, I would really like to see a bounce back from Michael Wilson, but I think I'll probably sit him this week unless I don't have a better option. Um, I think that Amari uh, Demarcado could be uh, a filler RB2 or flex play potentially, but I don't have high hopes for him against a pretty tough Rams front uh, defensive front. So uh, um, I'd also potentially start Higby or Hertz at tight end if I don't have better options, but I will take the Rams. Absolutely. I'm going to take the Rams in this too. I wouldn't touch any Cardinals right now. I mean, Marquise Brown would be my one exception. I just don't like the direction that their offense is headed in at this exact juncture. And I do believe the league is starting to figure out Josh Dobbs, and that's going to hamper the performance of the offensive skill players for the Cardinals. Um, but yeah, I think you could start all of the skill position players for the Rams because they will continue to use Kyron Williams at running back as a bell cow, even though he is not a bell cow. Um, as soon as he gets injured, everyone should run to the waiver wire and pick up Brownie Rivers. If not, um, pick him up early and. Uh, Typically, when a when a player that isn't a bell cow gets this many carries, they will not last the entire season. So Ronnie Rivers could be in line for some starts. And then keep Zach Evans in mind as well if Ronnie Rivers went down as well. Um, just some deeper stashes that could help you win your fantasy playoffs. But give me the Rams in this one. We are in agreement again. And I think you will admit that the Rams are a little bit better of a team than you thought they would be this year. A little bit. I still don't think they make the playoffs. Correct, but they do have the offensive skill to keep up with any team in the league right now, I think. As always, if you average out our projections, it ends up being accurate. So, here we go. Um, let's move on to the Detroit Lions at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is a more interesting matchup than we anticipated it being before the year started. Um, Detroit's 4-1. and one. Tampa is 3-1. and one. They're both first in their respective divisions. They match up in a lot of ways. Um, however, I think that the Lions are a little bit better, especially in the rushing game. So I also hope that Monroe St. Brown's back. If, if he is, great. Also, if Mike Evans is back for Tampa, that's huge. If Mike Evans isn't playing, that's a huge detriment for Tampa. So I, I'm going Detroit in this one. And starting Jared Goff, almost every single week. He's almost a must-start for me at this point. Um, he might even be a must-start. I'm starting David Montgomery. If Amon Ross and Brown is, is healthy, I'm playing him. Sam Laporta is a must-start at tight end. He is the tight end one so far at five weeks in. 
if Evans is in, I'm playing him. If Godwin's in, I'm playing him. I may consider Baker, especially in two quarterback leagues. So those are the guys that I'm more sure about. White, I imagine, is going to get um, receptions at, coming from the running back spot. So I would play him as an RB2, RB3 flex type player. But that is about it for me. Maybe maybe Reynolds as well as a uh, wide receiver three slash four flex. Uh, Gibbs, I don't know if he's back yet or not. If Gibbs is back, maybe play him as a flex. But that is it. I'm taking the Lions. Jeff, who do you have? <clears throat> I'm going to go the opposite here of you. I'm going to go the Buccaneers because the um, Lions don't appear to be healthy enough to compete with the fresh coming off the bye week Buccaneers. Um, we'll see if Evans plays. That may impact my decision slightly. But Baker has been playing out of his mind this year. Um, and he's been getting Evans and Godwin the ball, um, which is huge. Um, but yeah, as you had mentioned, if desperate, if he's healthy, Gibbs, if you can leave him on the bench, leave him on the bench. He was completely overdrafted this year, and that is being proven right now. Um, but Monty, White, Evans, St. Brown, Godwin, Laporta, like there's just so much talent. Reynolds, if you're desperate, um, Reynolds is really hard to figure out whether it's going to be a hit or miss week. Um, so, but he is someone that is valuable as we enter the bye weeks. Um, so if someone has dropped him in the league, go scoop him almost at any cost. Um, he's a good bench player to have at the very least. And yeah, give me the Buccaneers in this one. And that will be really shocking because this would probably take the Buccaneers out of a top five pick if they win this matchup. Yeah, that would. And, uh, I'm not 100% surprised that you went Buccaneers, but it's nice when we have differences. So we'll look yeah. and see how that matchup turns out. Yeah, um, and it was interesting that you used the rushing in this matchup as the difference maker between them, but you didn't want to use it in the Browns and uh, 49ers one. <laughs> well, both. Well, that that's because the Browns were good on both sides on defense. Yeah. And the 49ers were good at rushing defense, but not as good in the passing side. So there is a distinction there. So the the side of the offensive ball, like the, the side of their Cleveland Browns offense that they're best at is the weaker part of the 49ers defense, whereas the Browns' weaker side is already the best side of the Niners defense, if that makes sense. So that's the distinction for me. A Hall of Famer running back right now. A Hall of Famer running back? Yep. CMC. And yeah, that I mean that's very true. It's very true. So Generational. We'll um Yep. Uh let's move on to the all green matchup, and that <laughs> is the Philadelphia Eagles at the New York Jets. Jeff, who do you have in this one? So I do believe that the Jets could prove to be a very tough matchup for Philadelphia in this matchup because I do believe their defense could hang with the Eagles offense quite easily. Um, but I do believe that the Eagles defense will overpower the Jets offense completely. Um, so in that case, give me the Eagles and you're going to want to fire up all of your Eagles. This could be a get right matchup for Devonta Smith. Um, who was very quiet last week. This could be another squeaky wheel gets the grease um, argument. And on the Jets side, the only Jets that I'm firing up are Brees Hall, 
Garrett Wilson, and if desperate, uh, Conklin, tight end, uh, who's actually been really good through the first five weeks, especially after Aaron Rodgers was gone. He has really good chemistry with Zach Wilson. All right, so I have the Jets and or the Eagles winning this matchup against the Jets, and who do you have? Um, so it's I, I'm probably going to pick the Eagles in this one. Both of them have reasonably good defenses. It's interesting to me that the Eagles are a little bit weaker on their passing defense, but the Jets' quarterback is also bad. Uh, yes, he's had a couple good games lately, but still, he's not that great. Um. The Eagles have the number one rushing defense. So Brees Hall, if he's going to get his points, is going to be in big plays. And I, I do think that the Eagles are still a little bit banged up on their defensive line. So potentially Brees Hall could find uh, a few lanes and could bust through. So there is a chance of that. Uh, I don't think that you can sit him regardless. I, I do think that Swift should have a big week this week against the Jets defense because they are very weak on their, their rushing defense. So it shouldn't be a blowout game. It should be relatively close. There should be a lot of defensive plays, but I think the Eagles rushing attack is uh, too potent and their wide receivers, they've got two good wide receivers and a tight end. So they should be able to create mismatches even against a good Jets defense. Um, starting Hurts, starting Swift, starting Hall, starting AJ Brown, starting Smith, starting Goddard, maybe like you said, Conklin uh, on the Jets side, but that is about it. For me, I'm taking Philly in this one. All right, so we are in agreement, and we are down to the last two primetime games. The first one is the Giants at the Bills. Whoo! I'll let you go ahead and get this one started. I uh, have a very strong opinion about this matchup. I mean, clearly, it's a revenge game for Dable, so it's he's just the Giants are going to blow out the Bills, right? It, it's got to happen. Uh, no, uh, I think the Bills win. Maybe this could be a trap game with Buffalo. They've done fairly well the past few weeks, although they did lose to Jacksonville in a close game. But I still think it has to be Buffalo at this point. You're starting Josh Allen. Um, I don't know which quarterback's going to end up starting for the Giants, if they're going to move on to Taylor, or if they're going to keep Daniel Jones out there. Uh, maybe Barkley's back. Probably not. I'm starting uh, James Cook. I'm starting Darren Waller. I'm for sure starting Stephon Diggs. Uh, I am now feeling more comfortable starting Gabriel Davis. Outside of that, I, I don't think there's anyone else that really stands out to me. Jeff, I know you've got some thoughts on this. What are your thoughts on this matchup? Who do you have in this one? So this is my lock of the week. The Bills are coming off of a loss on a prime, like a not a prime time, but like a standalone game. And I expect for them to be firing on all cylinders in this matchup. Um, you got to fire up all of the Bills starters. And if desperate, you can fire up one of their tight ends and you can pretty much flip a coin right there who knows if uh it'll be Kincaid or Knox getting some involvement in this game <clears throat> the only giant that I would start is Barkley and then Waller also but Barkley if he's healthy like we don't even know if he's fully healthy for this matchup but this is 100% my lock of the week S start the Bills the Bills will win this matchup pretty handedly at home okay we are in agreement there. Let's move on to the Monday night matchup. We've all been waiting for the Dallas Cowboys at the Chargers. I, I think this has to be the game of the week. Um, I know the Detroit-Tampa game kind of has a chance, at an outside chance of being a uh, game of the week, but Dallas at the Chargers should be. It's uh, Kellen Moore 
revenge game. I, I think that it's one of the best defenses against one of the best offenses. So that should be fun to watch who prevails there. Um, I don't think Dak Prescott will be able to handle the pass rush from Khalil Mack. Um, I hope that um, that Bosa is back. I don't know if he will be for this one because that will be just fun for me to see uh, Dak crumble because I'm not a Dallas Cowboys fan at all. But I, I feel like you have to start Herbert every week. Um, Keenan Allen should be good to go. So you're starting Keenan Allen. Hopefully Eckler's back and you're starting him. Um, CD Lamb, you still have to play, even though he's had some lackluster weeks. Pollard, you still have to play. Um, but I will take the Chargers in this one, and I feel fairly good about that. Jeff, how do you uh, how do you feel about this matchup, and who are you taking? So the Kellen Morble, as you had mentioned, um, yeah, I think you can fire up all offensive pieces in this matchup. I think this is a Brandon Cooks get right matchup. Um, because that is one of the things that the Chargers struggle with is the deep ball. And I do think that Brandon Cooks actually could get his first touchdown here with the Cowboys. Um, And then, yeah, you can fire up all the other ancillary pieces as well. This could actually be a really good shootout. Again, game of the week. It's really rare that the Monday night football game is the game of the week. And I do anticipate that, um, this is going to be one of the higher rated games uh, of the season because it does feature America's team, your favorite team, because you do live in Texas, Alex and uh, the chargers, which has probably. So I think you would agree with me that Mahomes, Burrow, Herbert, Allen, in some order are the four best quarterbacks in football right now. And probably the most fun quarterbacks to watch. So there is that, that feature as well. Um, Maybe Stroud gets there at some point, but uh, I didn't list Stroud. I'm sorry, buddy. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, give me the Chargers in this matchup. Um, but there could be a lot of Cowboy fans in LA. To be fair, this could not. This actually might be an away game for the Chargers at home. Yeah, the Chargers fans don't seem to show up very often. Um, they're one of the, I guess, the least popular teams, and part of it's because they moved from their original t- their original town anyway uh, a few times. So. Uh... I think there will be some Cowboy fans, but I just think that the Chargers offense is really good. And I think their defense in some ways is starting to tighten up. I, I've always been a big fan of Khalil Mack uh, since he was drafted. I wanted the Texans to take him over J- Jadavion Clowney during that draft, but that didn't happen. Um, I really like Kellen Moore, especially from the passing side of his offense. And I really think that Dallas is sorely missing him because Dak just hasn't been the same and uh, none of the receivers are getting targets. So uh, I don't think that Dak has the ability to put the game on his back. And I think that's going to be the key difference maker here. So I'm firing up the Chargers and uh, I'm hoping that uh, Keenan Allen shows out this week because I, I have him in uh, in a couple teams. So He will. You know I love Keenan. He's my boy. Yes, you you sold me on him this offseason, so I, I got him in a couple leagues. <laughs> hey, I can be persuasive at times, and it does work out sometimes. Yeah, I, I think we are, we're mostly more correct than not, and I, I don't think you could say that about everyone that uh, talks about fantasy. Absolutely. All right. All right. Well, that does it for another episode of the Never Too Early Fantasy Football Podcast. Thank you all for downloading and listening to this episode. And please do not forget to like and subscribe. Please leave us a comment and share the show. Every little bit helps. 
as always, you can find us with our handle at N2E Fantasy on Spotify, YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, X, and Threads. Please give us a follow. Until next time, take care of yourselves. And remember, it's truly never too early for fantasy football. Thank you again. Bye, everybody.